0: Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q.
1: Yeah, buddy. Here we are back on Radio Row. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Damon Cotton in the home studio. Your boy, Q, here on a very, very busy day here at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Man, we have been on the grinds all morning long. And, man, Damon, you're lucky that you're back in the home studios. I know you'd like to be here, but being in the home studios, the one thing you don't have to worry about is me sweating you and saying, go, did you do this? Go, 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 go. Oh, go get that person. Oh, look, look. Go try to go. Go, go, go. Go holler at that person real quick. I am wearing Jared out. I am wearing that dude out. I bet you he's so happy I'm on the air right now because I, man, I think he's had to go on a couple extra smoke breaks. <laughs> I think he's had to, you know, say I I need to take a quick run uh, outside and and puff a couple times cuz man this dude is is trying to kill me. So, uh it's a very busy day today, but it's a fun day. I'm very excited. Then you're not there.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 no, yeah. I <laughs> you're just leave me hanging. No, so? I, I, for half a second I was like, oh, I am leaving him hanging" cuz it's yeah, just like, I thought you yeah. I thought there was more story to tell. I thought there was no, more to I'm, get into. No, I am saying we're having a
1: good time, but you're you're you know, you're
2: yeah, I am. I I am. Today is one of those days where you're talking about how like how hectic it is for you. How I'm lucky to be here and like no nah, no nah, you stressing me out just the same over here. <laughs> so, no, it's okay, like- all right.
1: Well, look, th- as much as I'm stressing you out, I think I've called you about four times in the last ten minutes. But uh, as much as I'm stressing you out, I'm like double on on Jared today because t- today is that day. This is the busiest day. Tomorrow's gonna get busy too, but today is the busiest day. This is when it's full throttle. Uh, you know, dip your head in a tank of gasoline, light it on fire. That's that's what today is here, and then tomorrow early, it'll be it'll be really busy. And then about the time that we take the airways, about two o'clock, it'll start to it'll start to thin out. And you'll start to hear in the background. You start to hear zzz, zzz, and you'll start to hear uh, like metal poles banging together. And that's that's different big sets like Fox and Sirius XM and FanDuel and you know big stuff like that. Uh, NFL Network when they start to take apart a, a their displays. Uh, and their sets that they're on. That's what you're going to hear in the background. Starting around 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon, a lot of the, the East Coast stations will be done with their work by then. And then uh, by the time Vinny gets on at 4, it'll be a ghost town. Oh, and I bet, be, man. It'll, yeah, it'll, that's going to be. be... Vinny. It'll be Vinny, and that's it.
2: <laughs> yeah, because so. who, who's going to be there at 4 o'clock?
1: Right, because, I mean, you got to think about it. East Coast is 7 o'clock. So by 7, people are they are ready to roll, you know, so. Uh, Most of the work will be done, but it's cool. This this has been fun, been fantastic. I've been seeing a lot of good feedback on Twitter, and I apologize to anyone off top uh, if if I don't respond on Twitter as much as I normally do or am active on Twitter as I normally am. There's a lot of pictures I'd like to be tweeting out that I haven't done. Uh, I have no computer. (laughs) I have no computer. I have no headphones. I have nothing that was in my backpack because on Monday my backpack was stolen. So um, a lot of my material is gone, so I've been basically living off my phone. And uh, that's that's not very easy when you're trying to book guests, you're trying to get two radio stations taken care of, you're you're running around, you know, it's just it's been crazy. So I apologize for the lack of uh, interaction with Raider Nation. But what I have seen is I've seen a lot of people chiming in talking about the, the, the great guests that we've had on the radio station throughout the course of the week not just today but the course of the week but we've had some really good ones and i'm excited about some of the guests that we have coming up on the show today our first guest is diplo and he and somebody's right now saying diplo who's diplo he's a he's a dj who's actually the house dj at Allegiant stadium he's the guy uh just doing the the mixing on the ones and twos on the turntables and you know he's a house dj i'm not a, i'm not a house guy but i still uh i still want to talk to him and, well
2: you're really you're underselling diplo there
1: Oh, well, then go on with it then. tell,
2: Speak on it. Oh, no, it's just that I'm not the biggest Diplo fan out there either, but there are going to be some people How, just wait, like,
1: Hold on, hold on then. How are you going to, wait a minute, man. How am I going to say something about the man? You tell me I undersold him, and then when I tell you to go ahead and speak on him, you say, well, I'm not a fan. Okay, I, I don't know if you remember. Well, um, where does that make sense at? What world does that make sense?
2: Jack, you like him, when him and Skrillex <laughs> were combining back in like 2015, I'm yeah. telling you, man, yo, those EDM streets were on fire.
1: See, I was an EDM guy. I It just wasn't my bag, man. I'm 45.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? You know yeah, what I mean? I mean like, when they came, let's keep real, man. they came at that where are you now joint with Justin Bieber, you telling me you wouldn't feel in the type of way? No, I wouldn't feel in the no type oh, of way. Oh, man, you were missing man, out. Man,
1: get out of here. Get out of here. I'll, but, I'll let you
2: continue. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm. You know what? I'm going to let you go ahead and take the bag. When Diplo sits down, I'm going to be like, Damon, back in the home studio, is a big fan. He couldn't wait for this interview. Go ahead, Diplo. Demond, speak on it. I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna put you on the spot. How about that? I'll be ready. All right, good. You'll be ready. That's coming up in a matter of well, it should be about five minutes. He should be joining us here at the table about two ten. That's gonna be Diplo. Then uh, also in person. And and I've already recorded a couple of interviews today. Matter of fact, uh, I had my one of my bucket list interviews that I got today. Very excited about that one. Josina Anderson. Right now, Mama Q's like, go ahead, boy. I've been trying to get a Josina Anderson interview for years, for years, and I tell her that at the very beginning of the interview, and you'll hear it. Matter of fact, we're gonna play that. What at two thirty? Did we decide we're gonna do that at two thirty? Yep. All right, Josina Anderson, formerly at ESPN, uh, she's very well versed when it comes to the NFL. Had a really good conversation with her, but that was, as my mom will tell you, that was that was uh, that was the one that I was always, always was chasing. Got to get Josina Anderson on. Got to get Josina Anderson on. It was always so difficult. I remember. One time at one of the Super Bowl opening nights, where it used to be Monday night and they had big fan fanfare going on, and uh, there was a lot of media members. It's just the very first night. It was always Monday night uh, of Radio Row. I must have stood behind her for about I don't know, forty five minutes, just waiting for her to take a quick break so I can see if I can get like a five minute interview. And she never took that break. And then when she did take that break, I, I turned the other direction. and She was already gone. So it was, it was kind. Of, it was almost borderline stalkerish. <laughs> Okay, moving on. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying it was almost borderline stalkerish. I understand that, but I've learned in this game, if you're going to try to get an interview, you you do what you got to do to get an interview. I'll tell you a funny story. Last night, I saw Keyshawn Johnson at at a a, a local establishment here, and I asked him if he was going to be on Radio Row, and he said, "No way, you know, I'm not coming down there, bro." You know, anyway, so we're, but we were talking for a couple minutes, and. Uh, and so I tried to I tried to get him to to call in. I gave him my business card. I, I pulled out about three or four different stops, and uh, none of them worked. But that's okay. So, <laughs> but I tried. You know, I tried to get him to call in, and he, he was telling me his schedule and everything. So that was a cool little you know two minute talk or whatever. So then me and Jared go back to eating, and all of a sudden I sent him a drink. I sent a drink over his way, and so I don't know if that's gonna work. Maybe maybe sometime tomorrow, maybe he'll call in. I don't know. But that was my uh, attempt to get Keyshawn Johnson on the show. I did I did attempt last night. I I, you're guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take and I'm going to take every single shot. I'm like Steph Curry, I'm just going to keep firing.
2: What was the drink? Maybe that maybe like, you know, that I don't know what he did not in him. That, no,
1: no, it was whatever he was drinking. I just I just got him and his buddy and I don't even know who his buddy was. I just got him another round. I just I told the uh, I told the lady that was helping us and she was a very nice lady. Uh I told her I said, "Hey, whatever those two are drinking, go ahead and tell them that uh, it's on me. I appreciate them." And uh, she said, "All oh, right, I got you." And that was it. So Hey man, you pull out all the stops. Man, like said, work you're, you're, in the room. Look at this guy. Hey, hey man, look. I'm always, I'm always on the grind. Matter of fact, coming up on the show today, I'm going to try to squeeze in. I'm not guaranteeing that it's going to, but I sent Damon a file, and what was that file called, Damon? Oh, a J on the street. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah, A J on the street. Funny story. At that same restaurant that me and Jared were at last night, this guy met Jared outside while Jared was having a cigarette break, and. uh and ask them some questions, but I, I can't. I don't want to tell the whole story right now because there's actually some audio to go with it. It's really funny. It's a really funny story, but I have to have Jared. It's got to be. I got to have enough time where Jared can come on and talk about it as well. Because these are the things, you know. We're bringing you all the celebrities here. We're trying to bring you every celebrity we can. We can get in front of. We're trying to do that, but also the experience. I want to bring the experience to Raider Nation Radio 920, where you get to see and hear and kind of feel the vibe of the city, of everything that's going on, you know, the fans that are out and about. So I like to tell the story of what I've been seeing and what I've been witnessing and all that good stuff. So it's, it's always very hectic. It's nothing like a normal show that I do, never. This is the one week out of the year every year where the shows that I do are never like a normal show because this is not a normal situation. It just isn't. So DeMond, as he knows, there's no rundown. <laughs> there's no schedule. There's no anything, you know. It's just boom, bada boom, bada bing. Let's go! And this is what happened last night. This is what's happening right now, or, you know, so forth. So, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for, uh, for Diplo.
2: Yeah, he heard and, that. And he heard that you weren't that big of a fan. He's probably just like, I'll pass. Nah, he, he disrespecting him by just saying nah, a house DJ.
1: Nah, this hey, man's look, got man. Grammys. Hey, okay, does he
2: really? Yeah, he's got Grammys, and he's, he. Why
1: did you say that?
2: Well, because I, I didn't know it won a Grammy at the time until I looked it up. Because that uh, were, that <laughs> were a You Now track, it, it did win a Grammy.
1: <laughs> okay. I didn't know. And also, you didn't either.
2: produced on Lemonade. Okay. Beyonce's album.
1: That's okay. That's and he also produced
2: uh, that Look At Me Now. You Remember that Chris Brown joint?
1: Yeah, looked yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, produced yeah, on that. Album. was that was the name of the barbershop I used to go to in, uh, in Central Texas. Look at me now. Look at me now. But, Get yeah. You no, know, Yeah. Yeah, he's got actually three times. He's a three-time Grammy Award winner. So, there. But he's not hes not—he's uh, not here yet. I do have some young ladies that are here. Hey, how you doing? I was I, just on the air at the same time. I don't want to leave you guys hanging, though. Oh, no, come on over here. Here, just put the headset on. We can talk. We can negotiate. Who's your oh, client? No. Oh, you have a party? What, what oh, time no. is that scheduled for? Oh, no. Oh, we have a party to go to tonight.
2: That's no, what you're telling no, me. No, no, no.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I like it. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna work on it. Um, I guess we're gonna take a quick break because Diplo's not here. So I'll take a quick break. I'm going to find out about this party, and then we're going to come back, and um, we'll see where we're at. So let's take a quick break. I do think that Diplo's on his way. He's just running a couple minutes late, and I want to make sure that we have the right amount of time with him, and then we'll keep the party rolling. So uh, that's what we're going to do right now. Two eleven is the time. We're on Radio Row. We definitely appreciate you, Raider Nation. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back back to Unnecessary Unnecessary Roughness, here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy, Q. Don't
1: win nowhere.
0: Hey. That's
1: right. Win. win. Yeah. That's right. This is bad boy boy for life. If you know anything about me, everyone knows I like a good party. I thought we were going to have Diplo on the show to talk about, well, being the life of the party. But he showed up yet. He heard you talking bad about him, Damon, and so he decided that he didn't want to show up. So that's okay. Because as we were going to break, I started talking to a couple young ladies about a party. And we had a lot of good conversation in the commercial break. And Jennifer Ross decided to hop on with us. And Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Hey, we just party around here. That's what we do. We this keep it rolling. You know, nothing, nothing wrong with that. But there's, there's some parties going on on Saturday. You've got, you guys are working on a big party for Saturday. What? what t- just talk to us about it. Tell me what's going on.
3: You got it. On Saturday night, we'll be having the Sports Illustrated Times Palm Tree Crew, The Party. Wow. Being hosted at Century Park. Okay. Great event. Yeah. We're super excited for it. Nice. Being okay. produced by Authentic Brand Groups and Talent Resources Sports.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. That'll work. That'll work. So... Just how – what all goes into all this, the, the planning for this party?
3: Oh, you have no idea. So oh, I know. Obviously, right now, we yeah. want to make sure that we're being as COVID safe as possible right. for our yeah. guests, yeah. our partners, our staff. Yeah. want to find the right venue, so we've pivoted through COVID and, and went to a fully outdoor venue, so Century Park, yeah. uh, which is the CAA building. We've totally taken that over, rebranded it right. for the week. Um, obviously, ensuring we have the right talent, so we've secured a great lineup. We'll have DJI re-kicking off. Ooh. Followed by David Solomon, the CEO of Goldman Sachs, who also is a uh, okay. DJ in his free time. Nice, Frank Walker. Okay. Then we'll go to Jack Harlow and our headliner Kygo. Uh oh! Oh, hold on, Dale, Hold on.
1: <laughs> we got who the
3: party. Who needs Diplo when you got Kygo?
1: <laughs> we got the party going on over here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And you know the thing about it is, you're talking about the Super Bowl and it being in L.A. and the parties that are are, are around surrounding it, like this one on Saturday. But in two years, it's going to be in Vegas. It sure is. So we're already planning for I was about to it. say, how early do you have to start planning that?
3: Oh, We're planning already. We've been scouting venues in Vegas, yeah. uh, trying to figure it all out, what the best venue is to make wow. sure we can create the best experience for all of our guests.
1: How exciting is it to know that there's going to be a Super Bowl Las Vegas, when for so many years, it was always frowned upon. The NFL, didn't you want nobody to talk about the NFL in Las Vegas?
3: I mean, listen, Vegas is a city that just lends itself to parties and nightlife. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're, we're working with uh, Resorts World and the Zoo Group from Vegas, flying, yeah. so flying their team up to help us with those the Those are our partners. And so Sweet. we're super excited to have them part of the event and bring their services back to... To the event when we go to vegas yeah. and collaborate with them and you know it's just it's really exciting for us
1: i bet i really i really do i think it's going to be a lot of fun and so uh going back to this party on saturday uh what time does this thing get started we're tipping off at nine o'clock uh-oh we'll it go till t- 2 a.m till 2 huh? Till 2 party ain't over till obama come home two in the yeah. morning i like that yeah i like that so earlier we were talking about music what's 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 your wheelhouse for music what do you what do you what gets the party going for you?
3: So I, I will literally listen to almost any any music okay. when it comes on. Uh, I am a big Billy Joel girl. Okay. I'm a Pearl Jam girl. Okay. Uh, I love 80s music. Okay. Um, but I obviously have become a big fan in the past few weeks of Kygo. Okay. And, <laughs> and Jack Harlow. I've yeah, had them yeah. on repeat play. Right, right. Um but you know, I'll I'll literally put anything on to uh, get in the mood.
1: Nice. Well, Damon, who's back at the home studio, he's my he's my guy. Uh, Damon, what's on your playlist? What's on your playlist? See if Jennifer uh, is is down with what's on your playlist.
2: I don't like how you're putting me on the spot here. Uh, but <laughs> right. I've been listening to you're a very, lot of no, no. The reason I did that
1: is because you listen to a lot of different variety of music too.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I mean, we've got we've got Polo G on the rotation. We got that new Gunna that's also on the rotation. <laughs> But you know, pushing. I people. love the
3: look on her face.
2: Which which, which which The look on her face. I can't see. So I know. Put, I'm not quite spot. sure
3: who that is. He doesn't know the artists. No,
2: That's okay. Well, there's also there's also some Sturgill Simpson on the playlist. Really, you know, the country mix. But also, here's a surprise. This past week, really been going back and listening to some old Limp Biscuit. You know. Oh,
3: okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, now you're in my wheelhouse. Oh, yeah, man. Bit I'm telling biscuit. you. What's what was
2: that? What was that? Rolling. Just just that? keep on rolling. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. That, yeah, that, that's that would right. be the one that that everybody that will know.
1: That's right. Yeah, that is. I, I couldn't remember what it was, but yeah, I knew exactly that they had a big song. Well, that's awesome. Well, Jennifer, I'm glad that you stopped by and had, had some fun with us here on Radio That's What it's all about. How much fun are you guys having with just walking around and setting that's these awesome. things up? That's awesome. You know, it's funny because Jennifer actually is setting up interviews, and then she turned into the interview. Yeah,
3: exactly. You so, know, listen, you we go. got to pivot. Hey. That's what we do.
1: Keep your head on a swivel. That's so, what we do. Uh, have a lot of fun. Tell everybody again where, where the party's at and when everything gets kicked off on Saturday night.
3: Absolutely. The party is at Century Park in Century City. Yep. Uh, uh, 9 a.m. Saturday, and for tickets, you can visit sitix.com. Nice. Um, and we're looking forward to seeing everyone there.
1: There it is. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much. Thanks for uh, uh, being a, a willing participant and just hopping on the radio with some rando stranger and just
3: talking about partying. Thank you. We look forward to seeing you guys Saturday night.
1: Absolutely. There she goes. Jennifer Ross with us here on Saturday Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. And, uh, well, you know, Dipolo just lost his spot. Sorry, he lost his spot. Come, coming, coming up next when we come back, we'll be talking with. Uh, no, you know what? Let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. Let me finish telling the story. We have a few minutes. Let me go ahead and tell the story. Of, let me tell the story of what happened last night with uh, AJ on the street. Do you have that
2: ready to go or no? Thank you, Taman. Yeah, I'm listening. Go ahead and uh, tell the story a little bit, and let me see if I got yeah. it. Okay. Okay.
1: So this is what happened. We're sitting, at the, we're sitting at the restaurant last night, and it's not too far from here, so we just walked there. And we're having dinner, and so then uh, Jared says, hey, I need to go outside and have a quick cigarette break. I said, yeah, hey, go ahead. That's cool. Whatever. I was sitting here while I was watching the Warrior game. The Warriors lost to the Jazz. But I was watching the, the Warriors. And he comes in, and he's laughing and giggling. And I was like, what in the world is he laughing at? And so he says he just met a gentleman on the street who came up to him and said, say, man do you have a a girlfriend or a significant other or a wife or something? And Jared said, yes, and he said it very slow. I wish he was here to tell the story, but he said it very slowly. He said, you know, yes, and he said, the best thing you could do in your, in your life is to record me singing to her right now. And so he asked Jared to, to record him on his phone singing to his girlfriend because it'll – It'll make her happy, and that'll be her Valentine's Day gift because you know Valentine's Day is right around the corner. So he's like, "Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, that's that's okay." And so then the guy was like, "Well, can I have a couple bucks then?" So Jerry gave him two dollars that he had in his wallet. So he gave him two bucks, and and he's like, I said, he comes in walking in there laughing about the situation. He's like, "I can't, I can't believe that he just he just hit me with this this sales pitch." And the whole time I'm like. I think it's genius. All I'm thinking of is the show, right? I'm thinking, oh, that's genius. He just said that that's the best thing, anyway. So I, I said, well, what does he look like? So he describes him. He's like, oh, he's got a, you know, a blue, a blue cutoff shirt, and you know, he's got a baseball hat on. You know, black guy. This, and that. I said, okay, I'm gonna go see if I can find him. He said, I'm sure he's the only guy outside asking people to record them with their phones while he's singing. And uh, I said, well, I'll find him. So anyway. Sure Sure enough, like Jared said, he was out there asking people to record him. And so one guy stood on the corner and recorded him, but I only got to the back end of it. I only heard, like, the last second. And then I think the guy gave him a dollar. And so he, so this guy, AJ, looked at the guy like, you bum. You know, you could tell that he was real disappointed by that dollar. So then they walked away. They went their separate ways. So I walked up and said, hey, did that guy take good care of you? And he said, of course not. So I said, oh, okay. Well, my man, uh, my, my buddy that I work with, Told me, told me what you were doing. He's like, oh, do you have a significant other? And I said, sure. And he said, well, then you should, uh, you know, you should record me singing to her. And I said, well, I don't want to do video. I don't need a video of some rando dude in my phone singing. Like, I don't need that. But I would love to record some audio. I'd, I'd love to just hear you singing, and uh, I think it will be great, and I'll, I'll play it on the radio. And I think he thought I was joking, but I wasn't, obviously. So without further ado, here's AJ on the street. Here we
0: go. Yeah. What you won't do, do for love. He tried everything, but you won't give up. In this world, only you. What you do for love, what he would not do. All his friends are wondering what is wrong with him. Is he in a daze for your love? You see, he came back to let you know, to let you know he got a thing for you, and he can't let go. He got a thing for you, and he can't let go. Ain't gonna think about you, and he can't <laughs> let go. My man, <laughs> tell your name. All right, my name is AJ. All right, AJ. All right, now reason why I'm doing it, I, I'm actually a barber, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, 11 months ago, I was at Shake Shack on 8th and Hill, and a dude hit me in the face while I was ordering my food. Crazy dude. Oh, no. Didn't know it from Adam. I beat the brakes off of him, of course. Unfortunately, I'm actually letting this up <laughs> my hand. You can see my hand still yeah, messing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, six months later, me and my wife became homeless because I wasn't working. Oh, early. no. So I come out here and sing. Little no saying. I mean, hey, He'll, man, you please. hold it down. You hold All it down. Right. down. Hey. And we still appreciate it, man. Absolutely.
1: I appreciate Let me... So there, was, there it was. So then he told the story of what happened and why he's out there singing. So I thought that that was a great moment. I really did. And so I, I hooked him up. I gave him five bucks, and he was happy. But that was cool.
2: So what do you think, <laughs> Woo! I'll tell you what. You're a good man. Why? What do you mean why? You, no, you said that you said that like I don't know, you said that you said that like,, um, like you were being funny. I'm not sure. Tr- I said you're a good man. What, can, take the compliment.
1: <laughs> it didn't. It didn't sound like a compliment. It sounded like, yeah, yeah, you're a good man.
2: <laughs> I mean, was I impressed? No. Oh, why? Why are you gonna do AJ like that? I thought AJ was pretty good. AJ wasn't good. Not to me.
1: Oh man, let me hit See, the Salmon Ash text line, man. Salmon Ash text line six nine one eight seven. I gotta be a hater. <laughs> keyword R and R. No, hey, I'm not. Maybe I was wrong. I'm not a. I'm not a musical guy as far as singing. I'm not that guy. So maybe I don't know any better. I thought he was pretty good, especially for just doing it off the rip on the street corner. As you heard, trucks going by and all that good stuff. You weren't
2: impressed? No. I'm thought i not going to lie. When you first sent me this and you're like, got to play this on the show tomorrow because you sent it a a little late last night. I thought this was going to be a bit of comedy gold. It's not comedy. Yeah, I know. So I'm not going to lie. I was like, this ain't really that funny at all. I was expect, I was expecting, like, yeah, like a comedy goldmine there.
4: So, oh, uh, man. Yeah,
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I guess <laughs> where we're at on, like, a man on the street interviews, you know, I thought it was going to be like, ah, this guy is the funniest guy I've met on the streets in L.A. And you but he was, I wasn't trying to be funny. He wasn't trying to be funny. I know. So I, that's why I was a little disappointed. That's just me personally. The man got punched in the face and now he's homeless. Some people might like a, a heartwarming story. Think, think about
1: that. Think how tough life is. He got punched in the face, and then he had to fight back to defend himself, and then he's homeless six months later. Like, that's cold game, man. But he's making it work. He's out there on the streets hustling. He's out there doing his thing. He was singing.
2: Yo, he, he out there trying to make it. I just <laughs> thought of a joke in my head. I was like, should I say it on the air? But I yes. Nah, tell the joke, Because you were man. just like, it, ain't even, it might not even be that funny, but it cracked me up a little bit because you're just like, ah, oh, man, he's out here. He's trying to make a buck. Imagine that. He got punched in the face, and he's homeless six months later, and he's just out here trying to hustle up and sing on the streets. Sounds like he need to be singing the blues. <laughs> all right, man. All right. Well, I thought,
1: hey, you know what? I thought it was a good story. I thought he was out there doing something good, man. I can't believe it. Again, I, I want to hit the Salmon As text line, 69187, keyword r and I wanna, I want to know if – if you're the only one who thinks that that he wasn't good, I thought he was good. I was jacked up, man. I was all excited. I guess that was a fail. I guess that was a fail. All right, well, 220. I am. I'm about to. This. I know this wasn't a fail. I was very excited about this next interview. I went and chased down Josina Anderson, and she'll say it. You'll hear her in the interview. She said, good job chasing me down. She was about to leave. I caught up to her quick, fast, in a hurry, and boom, jumped in there. Interviewed her like that. Wow, Knocked it out. Josina Anderson, she'll join the show. You'll hear our conversation from earlier today here on Radio Row. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.
5: Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bill Romanowski, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920.
1: Boom.
0: Back to Radio Row at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Well, I guess
1: this hasn't gone off to the best of starts. I got stood up by Diplo. Demon didn't like AJ on the street. They're 0 for 2 to start the show today as far as Demon's concerned. What are you going to do? Anthony Anderson just walked by. I'm going to try to get him on the show for you, Demon.
2: I mean, the show, it's like we're we're running out of time already. We have to play an interview, (laughs) so it would need to be. I mean, we got time. We got plenty of time to to
1: to work in another interview, but
2: this this week is really showing me our definitions of times are very different. But okay.
1: Well, I just feel like there's always time. You could always there's always time for more, right? There's always time for more. That's kind of what I what I think about when it comes to my workload. Oh yeah, there's always time. We got time. You don't have enough time today to do that. Yeah, we do. We got enough time. We'll make it work. It's just kind of how I roll, Devon. But I'll tell you, the other way I roll is whenever you see someone on Radio Row, it's not always convenient where they come to your table. Sometimes they're walking around, and sometimes they're exiting the building. Josina Anderson was literally walking almost out of the convention center, where we're at right here, and I caught up to her. And really, I was trying to get her on live at 2.30, but she was leaving. So, And this was probably around noon, I think. So she was leaving at that time. So I just said, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, and see if I can get her to come to the table right now. And she did. She walked all the way across the convention center because we're in the back. We're in the back corner. She walked all the way to the back, and uh, she, <laughs> she sat down. JT was on the air at the time. He was on the air live, and I, I was sitting at the same table. And, matter of fact, he was talking to Barry Sanders. I think he was talking to Barry Sanders when – When uh, I was talking to Josina Anderson and it was so funny because I went to give her a headset and she's like, oh, I can't put a headset on. I don't want to mess up my hair. So I said, oh, no problem. So I handed her the, the, the handheld mic and I took the headset. No worries. Right. Good stuff. So without further ado, here's the conversation earlier with Josina Anderson. And we're here on Radio Row. Los Angeles Convention Center. And we're here with Josina Anderson. How are you doing, Josina? I'm
4: great. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. You know, this is uh, this is one of those bucket list moments for me. Oh, please. No, sorry. no. This is a bucket list moment for me. I was uh, at the Super Bowl in Arizona, it was Seattle mm-hmm. and New England. It yes. was the Give the Ball to Marshawn. Yes. And we were great. out at the at the media party, and I've always, you know, admired your work. Thank you. F- and I uh, <laughs> saw you at the party, and everyone's asking, oh, no, I got to go take a picture with Josina real quick. So I still. <laughs> <laughs> to this day I have the picture with Justine Anderson oh, so there you I appreciate
4: go that. I've been around a long time hopefully I ain't got no dinosaur tails showing my
1: age <laughs> <laughs> no you're you're doing your thing always on the grind always appreciate your, your work Thank so you. how exciting is this Super Bowl you have Cincinnati the the team that no one thought was going to be there I don't know how much they thought that they were going to be here but there here they are and then LA who mortgaged everything to be here.
4: Well, I think for Cincinnati, it was a good trip seeing Zach Taylor in the NFC, excuse me, in the AFC Championship game where he was just leaning back. He was in complete euphoria. And even though I was at the uh, NFC Championship game at the time and I was catching that on the big screen, I was like, wow, they are really having the time of their life. They're playing with house money. You know, it's like they're light, they're free, you know, and and I love seeing people play like that. And Joe Burrow, you know, boy, his confidence – I love that. That's something that, you know, you're born with. It can't be taught um, to be able to have your blood pressure drop and, you know, fourth and got to have it, two minutes and got to have it. That he, lived, You know, there's a lot of elite athletes, but those that are the creme de la creme are those that actually embrace, right. you know, wanting the ball when the uh, game is in a decisive moment. So really love seeing that about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, you know, battling through those early preseason drops and things like that. Um, So I think that that's really good. And even more so, what I like about the Bengals is that they had patience in Zach because, you know, the first two years he only won six games and they could have easily parted with him with how fast things are, but they stayed with them, and uh, they were rewarded, and I think that that was good.
1: It really was, and that, that's a great point because a lot of people were saying Zach Taylor wasn't the guy after right. after those those right. early fails, but then you get Joe Burrow, and you know you yeah. mentioned how, how just his confidence level, the guy got and Jamar sacked. Jamar Chase. And Jamar that, Chase. So that was the difference. That was this, big. Was
4: the, yeah, that was, because remember, at the time, they got a lot of criticism for not getting an offensive mm-hmm. lineman. Yep. People wanted them to get Penne Sewell, right. and there was a lot of criticism at the pick of Jamar Chase but uh, now that he has gotten all these yards, I mean, he's certainly proved them right. Yeah. Well,
1: I was one of those guys that was banging the table that you yeah. got to go get the offensive lineman. Yeah. you got to protect your quarterback. But he yeah. gets sacked nine times, and yeah. he still steps up in the pocket yes. and makes yeah. the throw.
4: Yeah. That's just well, now you, special. Well, now you can. I mean, so – Look, you proved your point by going to the Super Bowl. It was right, the decision. Now you can uh, go and try to get yourself, you know, more people in the trenches.
1: No doubt. No doubt. And you're looking at the Rams then, and you were at the NFC Championship game. As you mentioned, they hosted that game. They're hosting the Super Bowl. How much pressure is on this team that put all their chips in the middle of the table?
4: Well, I mean, certainly you have to say that they're the team that people expect to win. So they right. do carry that. That's the, that's the cross that they're bearing coming into this. But I think it's so special if I just isolate OBJ's story. You know, I've covered him since he was with the Giants. I've seen everything that he's gone through, uh, particularly with the last team that he just left with in, uh, you know, the Cleveland Browns. And without even going through his whole history, going back to the Giants days, but just the energy that was surrounding OBJ the week that he ended up leaving. Right. <laughs> you know, there were people in, you know, Cleveland that were, cl- you know, clapping, oh, get out of here. And, you know, there was the whole, you know, He's, not, he's freelancing, and he's not fitting in a rhythm and timing offense and all this other stuff. And, you know, regardless of whether, you know, uh, the father got the video compilation from somebody else, right. excuse me, um, you know, at the end of the day, with him coming to the Rams, he shows that open is open.
1: Right. All the time. Open all the time.
4: Is, is open. Yeah. And to have no touchdowns with Cleveland and to have, like, six or seven or whatever it is now with the Rams – I mean, it's just the ultimate clapback, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And it's so in line with everything that he's been going through from a spiritual standpoint. You know, when he left the Giants around the time, I think, when he got uh, traded to Cleveland, you know, he made this uh, pilgrimage to Jerusalem. And um, I feel like ever since then, he's just kind of washed over this different energy in his life over himself. And he and I talk about this all the time. You know, he's an empath. I mean, we have these conversations. Yeah. And I just feel like despite all of the criticism and people not thinking he should have gone to L.A., you know, everybody's like, oh, why would you go there with Robert Woods? Where are you going to fit into the offense? Yeah. You know, he was even thinking, you know, should, have, should he have gone to Green Bay, all these other things. You know, down in Tampa, they said they didn't need OBJ because they had A.B. And and no criticism to Bruce Arians because at the time, he wouldn't, didn't know what was coming up with right. the whole vaccination thing. Yeah. But in hindsight. Oh, well, yeah. But in hindsight. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I'm in Las Vegas with the Raiders. We're on Raider Nation Radio. And, you know, Deshaun Jackson was released from the Rams. And a, a fan base, part of the fan base wanted OBJ because he was out there and available. Go get OBJ. And another fan base wanted Deshaun. and. Mm-hmm. You know, OBJ would have been great there too. Mm -hmm. Obviously OBJ would have been great at a lot of places. Mm
4: -hmm. Oh, for sure. And um, you know, sometimes when you're trying to assimilate him in offense, it's so easy for a play caller to get used to using him as a decoy and you forget to get him the ball. But for those of us who have been following OBJ from the beginning, right? you know that he has to be fed early and often. And if you just wait to like, and if you remember in week 18 when they were playing the 49ers, he only had like two targets that entire game. Then they came to him like three straight times in overtime and Mm -hmm. it was a misconnect on all of those throws. You can't have these large swaths of time with inactivity, right. and a wide receiver is just out there running routes and nothing is coming to him. Even, that's hard for anybody, right, right? Right. So McVay got that. I know I was vocal about that in that time. Mm-hmm. If you know what we, do, this is what you do. And, right. and since then, they've corrected that, so that's good.
1: Get him in that rhythm. We're talking right now with Josina Anderson. We're here on Radio Row, and I just got a couple more questions for you, Brian Flores. He su- sues the the NFL. Uh, we know diversity in coaching is is a problem. There's an issue because it's not just not enough. GMs as well. You know, So uh, what's the next step? What, what do you think that the, the NFL can do to be legit and really trying to, to help you know, rectify this situation? Because that Rooney rule wasn't it, clearly. We all know that.
4: I think the first thing that they probably authentically could do is to not settle the case. That's what they did in the situation with Kaepernick. They settled the case. Yeah. So it allows a lot of stuff not to become public. And if you, I understand you're trying to fight legally, but at the end of the day, you have a, you got bank on top of bank. Mm -hmm. Let it go to a verdict and let it, let it be known. Yeah. So you, so you wear that. Right. You don't get to just toss it under the table because money is exchanged. So let it go to its full adjudication. And then secondly, I think would be the opportunity with the Broncos, you know, it would be, obviously you have Shad Khan down in Jacksonville. So he represents a person of color as an owner. Yeah but i think with this broncos opening you know it would be nice to see someone like byron allen or robert smith be able to you know be a part of the class that's coming in and getting ownership there and, and or whether you need to create more teams to fill in more diversity and do it that way
1: I like I like how you said authentic authentically. I think that that's that's really important and and a lot of people will won't won't won't, won't pay attention to that part mm-hmm. of it. That's that's the most important. It's got to be authentic. And I've always been very adamant about the Rooney rule how I know people are checking boxes mm-hmm. and it's just not it's not it so uh-huh. something has got to be done but that's that's good stuff right there so brian flores might not might not coach you might not ever get a chance well, to coach I'll, in the nfl I'll again I'm
4: there because i keep telling people what we need to do is we need to stop vocalizing that okay we don't want to be a part of that expectation right right we don't want to vocalize that the consequence of ringing the bell is mm-hmm. loss of job we yeah. have to stop repeating that's that. a good point it's a so good point stop, we got to stop repeating that and instead manifest the positive outcome that we expect as a result of a valid challenge.
1: I like that. Mm-hmm. I like it. That's that. That's great words. Great words of wisdom right mm-hmm. there from the great Josina Anderson. Well, what do you got coming up? What do you? We, you're putting out so much content all the time. What do you got? What so, are you working on?
4: I mean, I'm obviously here with CBS Sports. We're doing our stuff. Um, I work for USA Today. I got my own show, The mm-hmm. Crew. You can look at yep. that at TheCrewShow.com. That's with me, Morris Chestnut, Brian Urlacher, Josh Norman, and Derek Augustine. And then I also have my own show, Undefined with Josina Anderson. You know, it pops up when I can do it, but just you know, if you pay for my you're always to my grinding. Timeline, you're you're always you grinding.
1: I can there, never. You know? I always respect the hustle. Yeah, Love it. Well, yes. thank you so much for your thank time you. today. I
4: appreciate it, and good for you for hustling to come get me up, to come over here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go. Got it with a laugh. Got a little the laugh at the, at the end, right there. That was Josina Anderson from earlier. Uh, that was fun having a conversation with her, and uh, she got me there. She got me there, Deman She got me there on the vocalization of uh, 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 Brian Flores, most likely. You know, not. Having that opportunity later, uh, because he felt very strongly about about what he felt about, and uh, you know, put out put the lawsuit out there and, and let it be known. And she brings up a good point. I mean, you, you don't think about it all the time until someone says something. But she brings up a good point. You know, she really does that. That people shouldn't be fearful of not having another opportunity if they speak their mind. That's, I mean, that's that's just as real as it gets. So I thought that that was that was good stuff right there. But. There you go. You heard her. You heard her say that. Good job for me going to get my hustle on. You like that, Damon?
2: Yeah, man. She she was giving you the prompts. Big up. I know. You. That's what I'm saying. Hey, look. I I told you I'd have to do something
1: right today. And there you <laughs> go, man. That was perfect. <laughs> and you're like, and now I, you yeah. need to go and do something
2: else. Oh, I'm no, not gonna we, lie. I know we need to go to break soon, but I I know I'm the one that's always like go to break real quick. I'm getting dragged on the text line. Oh, are you? Yeah. Oh, people are saying AJ was a hit. I think it's more. I, you know what? I'm gonna just say it. I don't think it's so much of AJ was a hit as they just mad that I'm a hater. I think it's more of like, come on, Demond. Somebody called me Simon Cow, and you know we uh, ain't got time to be reading them all right now. That's funny. <laughs> I like that. No, I mean I. I thought AJ sang good though. I thought he was good. No. 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 I mean crickets. No. I mean. You know, and the fact that you were, and the fact that DeMond thought you were going to make fun of a homeless guy on the radio says something about DeMond.
1: That's a, hey, but that's a good point. That is a really good point. I did, I did good work, cause, gave some, you know, gave a donation to a charitable cause. Now, who knows? You know, who knows what he did with five bucks? It's only five bucks. It's not going to get him much, but... I'd rather, you know what I'd rather do, and then we'll take a break? I'd rather a guy sing to me on the street corner and I give him five bucks than a guy come into the convention center and steal my backpack. Just saying. (laughs) And, by the way, as I say that, police dogs are walking by. They have the K-9 unit out. Where's the K-9 unit out when, oh, don't get me riled up. Don't get me started again. I don't even want to go there. Yeah, let's not go there. Mark Patterson, former uh, NFLer. He was in the league for a few years. He also... Climbed Mount Everest. Yeah, he's done a lot of things. He's going to join us here at the table. He'll do that next here on Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Welcome back back to Unnecessary Roughness. roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. All
1: right, here we go. We're back. I'm navigating all kinds of different things. I got people yelling at me while I got headphones on, you know. (laughs) I got my man Marcus yelling at me while I got the cans over my ears. (laughs) It's time. I got Bruce Buffer coming up on the show today. I'm excited about that. Bruce, Bruce. Bruce Buffer will be on the show today. Uh, We'll have him coming up at 3.30. I have Pac-Man Jones coming up at 3 o'clock. Adam Pac-Man Jones. I was a big fan of his when he was at West Virginia back in the day. He was a hell of a player. He was a hell of a player in a long time in the NFL. Former, well, a long time Cincinnati Bengal. Bengals are in the Super Bowl, so Man, that's gonna be a got fun. Got his
2: start with the Titans, though.
1: He did get his start with the Titans. You're right. You're absolutely right. So are you gonna? Are you gonna? Are you gonna geek out? Is that gonna be the one for you, Demond?
2: Oh, it'll be a good one because I feel like if the league here's the hot take for me, if the league wouldn't have got him out because of all the trouble that he was getting in, he would have been just as good as Devin Hester on those punt returns.
1: You're not going to say that to him like that, are you?
2: Well, not like that, nah, but I'll, I'll just say it. I think he was better than Devin Hester before the league, you know, that smear campaign and they ran against him.
1: You're not going to say it like that, right? No. <laughs> You're really not, please. Because then I don't want to open up that can of worms. Because uh, no disrespect to Pac-Man Jones, but he did a lot of dumb blank. He did a lot of dumb stuff. And what I mean by stuff and blank is if you step on it and you say, oh, you know what I mean? That was, He did a lot of dumb stuff, Doc. 2006, know, his last I know, year? I don't know about smear campaign, Doc. If anyone had a <laughs> smear campaign, it was really him. He smeared his own self.
2: I was going to say in 2006, the year before his first suspension, led the league in punt return touchdowns. Oh, I don't doubt it. I, hey, look, the
1: dude was a talented guy. Look how long he played in the league with all the issues. Look at all the, the time. Yo, man, yo, one of a kind. No, nah, he was. He was one of a kind for sure. He's coming up at 3 o'clock. I'll tell you right now, we haven't had a very good run with people at our table this, this day. Well, at least for me. JT had all the luck in the world. Everybody and their mother and then some showed up. Everyone's running late. That's kind of the, the way that this goes, though. It's so Guys start walking across the room, and then someone stop them and start talking to them. And this guy, oh, here he comes. I see him right now. Is he's coming with Andrew Howard from the NFL Network, who does a great job. Andrew's fantastic, so he always keeps his his people on on point. So I see him walking up right now. He's gonna be right here. Yep, there we go. So he's gonna put he's gonna put the cans on, and we're gonna get into the conversation. How you doing, Mark? How you doing, Q? Hey, hey, nice to meet you, brother. <laughs> That's yeah. There you go. Well, we're. Going to get him on at some point. He's in, in a conversation with Julie Romanowski. <laughs> so this is live radio. <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> we just navigate it. We tell the story. We tell the story of how it is. So, I mean, I, I hey, look, Julie is a much better person to conversation with than me anyway. <laughs> I'd much rather hear him talk to Julie. Ju- <laughs> I know. I know. Julie, I ain't mad at you. If it, was, if it was up to me, I would probably talk to you, too, instead of talk to me, you know? So I'm not mad. Hey, Mark, hey, Lee. Hey, hey, You know? How are you doing? Julie's much, you know, easier on the eyes than I, I am, know so. She is. That's
5: why I was talking I to know. her. I know. you kidding me? Look at
1: her. <laughs> and she's my homegirl, so I can say that. Okay. Bill's my homeboy, so we're good, you know? But Mark Patterson is with us here at the table. How are you doing? How has uh, this been so far?
5: I'm done. Listen, this is amazing. This is amazing. I mean, you know, the cool thing is, I know we're going to talk about the film, about going up Mount Everest, yeah. and the whole thing that's been uh, amazing is that my NFL career somehow or another has become somewhat relevant again right? because of my mountain climbing, which you'd never connect the two. At all. At all, but it has, and I think a lot of it just has to do with there's there's a lot of guys out there that hit their mountain, their pinnacle, their peak, you know, back in their playing days, but now it's 40 years later, right? and... And you know, I was able to somehow or another dig down and kind of reinvent myself and do some different things, including climbing the seven summits around around the world. And then the NFL knocked on my door last January, yeah. 2021, Said, "Hey, we want to do a film on your journey." And of course, I said, "Let's do it, man. right? Let's, right? Let's roll."
1: Yeah. So with the with the with the NFL career being cut short and not you know the success that you wanted and looking for, how humbling was that situation for you?
5: Well, I mean, look. I still played five years, so right, for it's, sure. it's more than the average, right? Is it? Is it Tom Brady? No. than right. Anderson, 25. Yeah, right. I mean, it's Joe Montana. I mean, there's just a lot of great players, but, you know, I, I had my time, you yeah. know, and some of us have a certain cap on the potential that we can go, and I went way further than, than I ever went, and, you know, would have loved to play longer. Yeah, were there some circumstances in there that could have propelled me? Right. You know, maybe. But I'm not bitter. I look at it as just a building block towards the things that I've been able to do. I mean, look, at the end of the day... And I think it's because of the body work, because right. I played in the NFL, because I'm an executive of Sports Illustrated, because um, I climbed the seven summits that the Raiders placed a brick down outside the new stadium, Right. you know, which I, I and there's 102 dudes down there, and I'm one of them. Yeah, right? and yeah, I, and yeah. I, and I don't deserve it. I mean, Jim Plunkett, Lester, you know, yeah. all those guys, they're all friends. Right. They all deserve it, right? I just was, spoke at Mark Wilson's uh, company okay. um, last week in, in front of a lot of folks. He deserves it. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are totally deserving. Mm-hmm. but i think it's because of all these things i've been doing all these years i haven't just sat on the laurels of things that happened 30 years ago right is a reason why i'm there
1: well you know once a raider always a raider so you definitely deserve it you Anything. know you played with the raiders but how how much do you keep in contact with them because you know we're waiting for the big announcement tonight of cliff branch going into the hall of fame yeah. uh, we play all to, expect to him cliff. to yeah, yeah we all expect him to to be uh you know a, a member of the the 2022 class but How how much do you stay in contact with the Raiders?
5: Well, I do, and and I I think number one, and I can say this with certainty because I was I was down with the New Orleans Saints, and this isn't to rip anybody else, but I've heard this from a number of different players. Because most of us, there's not that many like Cliff who play for one team the entire time, right? You know, most of the guys go out and they get their run here, and then they get their run there. And uh, in my case, um, uh, I'm sorry, Uh, no, you're good. No, I just, I just, I totally spaced. Or it was just my point I was trying to make.
1: Right, it well, happens. Well, I do it all the time. Yeah, well, and I got well, a radio well, show. Don't, well, don't feel bad. Well,
5: this <laughs> is, this is what happens when you climb Mount Everest. Yeah, time. exactly. So we're sitting here having a conversation, and then I veer off and I, 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 I go someplace else. But uh, you were asking about the alumni association. Yeah, and. And everybody says that the Raiders have the best alumni association. I mean, they bring you in. They pay on their dime. They have us come to games. They had me at a golf tournament. Nice. You know, they put that brick down. They sent me a replica brick that, right. that is sitting in my office at my house. Um, it, it, you know, when I was going to Everest, they sent me uh, uh, big flags. I put wow. on the side of my tent. Nice. You know, they, they put, donate. I started a, a foundation. Uh, I partnered with a foundation called Higher Ground. Um, in a campaign called Amelia's Everest, they donated X amount of dollars to that to I mean, like nobody else did this. Sans didn't do it. It's no dig on the sand. Oh, no, right. But the Raiders it's just, just go they just go to the extra difference. It's That's amazing awful. and they treat me even though I wasn't all pro and I'm not up to be in the Hall of Fame, they still treat me like, you know, Like I played 20 years for the Raiders.
1: Right, right. Well, I know that that's very important. Obviously, it was important to Al Davis. It's very important to owner Mark Davis uh, that keep that legacy alive. There's the silver and black legacy. And like I said, once a Raider, always a Raider. It's right there on the facility. You know, it says it out there. So uh, I think that's awesome, man. I think that's awesome that they treat, you know, treat. They're alumni like that and and it's it is vocalized so much. We hear it all the time, how, how well they treat you guys. So I think yeah. I think that's awesome. Again, we're talking right now with Mark Patterson here. We're on the radio row here on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio 920. So tell me about the film. Tell me about climbing the uh, Everest. And because as you mentioned at the top, I would have never put the two and two together. Never would have thought it. I mean, never. Even when I was given the opportunity to talk to you yeah. and I was told about it, I thought.
5: That, that, that I, How does that come together? Uh huh. No, it was crazy, right? So, 10 years ago, I was going through a bad patch in my life, but you know what? We all go through bad yeah, patches, we, yeah, right? So, yeah. I'm not alone in that, right? My dad died and I have a massive stroke. I was going through a divorce and all that kind of stuff. And, and so, at that time, I was just like, you know, stuck, 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 stuck. And finally, i said, I'm sick and tired of this. I'm, I'm sick of asking myself, how did I get here? And I want to change that question to, what am I going to do about it? And so, I went home, I got on Google. I started doing some some research, and I found that no NFL player had ever climbed the seven summits. I grew up in Washington, uh, outside of Seattle, and there's very mountainous up there. And I said, you know what? You know, I I, I grew up hiking. I mean, it certainly wasn't on that level. Right, right. But I grew up doing all this stuff, and so I I want to become that dude. I want to become the first NFL player to ever climb the seven summits. And so, you know, off I went. This is almost 10 years ago. So things don't always go to plan, right? And so... Um, you know, first mountain I was down in in Tanzania, climbed this mountain called Kilimanjaro. Been mm. on it twice now. Nice. Um, I then I went off to Russia, I climbed a mountain there. Wow. Then Australia, then Argentina. <laughs> That's wild. Uh, and then up to Denali, and when I was on up in up in up in Alaska. Um, you know, you've got this brutal cold uh, air that comes off the Bering Sea. Um, minus eight degree weather when i was there got pushed back i was carrying 137 pounds i had to go back the next year in 2018 and redo that mountain and then 2020 um the whole world shut down i was set right. to go to mount everest yeah it didn't happen so we reset for 2021 and then last march 29th uh 2021 um off i went spent two uh two months of suffering on mount everest yeah. sleeping in, in tents uh, you know, usually it was minus 10, 20, 30, uh, below zero right, every night, right, you know, yeah. eating crummy food. <laughs> you know, you got to really enjoy suffering to be able to pull that off.
1: No, that sounds it sounds incredible. I mean, yeah. I couldn't imagine at all, I mean, on any kind of level, the kind of training and everything that goes into preparing for everything that you went through. And like you said, suffering. There had to be tons. Was there days that you were in those tents like, what
5: am I doing? I was, listen, I got up to three which is twenty three thousand five hundred feet. Yeah. It sits on a forty five degree slope. Wow of all ice. We got no, caught a, <laughs> we got we got caught in a cyclone. Oh my and So gosh. I was not in my tent on this forty five degree slope. I was stuck in there for three days in my in my uh, my sleeping bag. Yeah. And it was awful. And the whole time, you know, it's just minute after minute after minute after hour, like just please like go away make it stop make (laughs) Make it stop Stop. and i couldn't there was no button i could push but you know ultimately uh it did yeah the sun came out and off we went to the death zone 26,500 feet you know ready to tackle uh the top and you know and then that became a whole nother set of challenges
1: right absolutely that's that's incredible man And you you mentioned the movie and how that's all being put together And, and just talk to us about that
5: so last uh uh January, um, again, they came over. And the beautiful thing about that is that they really didn't have an agenda. I mean, they knew there was this former jock that, you know, he right. used to play. Yeah. And now was had to climb these mountains and now he was in position. But they didn't know the outcome. They didn't know if I was going to, you know, if I was going to make it, if I was going to die. I mean, I was stepping over dead bodies when I was on the wow. top. Wow. You know, crazy. Dang. Yeah. And so. That's nuts. Yeah. I mean, the NFL field, I mean, it's hard and all that kind of stuff in two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not stepping over dead bodies, no. right? No, not at all. No. So. So they came to me and they they flew over uh, early February, about the same time last year, and and, uh, they just started filming. Jim Mora um, is in the movie, trained with me a lot, you know, towards this whole goal. And, um, and then they equipped me with the all kinds of GoPros that I had on my chest and my shoulder. Yeah. And, you know, there's one scene where I didn't realize this until they told me after. But I had it activated. The camera was going. And I was going down through something called the Kuma uh, Icefall. And I fell off backwards on my head down into a crevasse. Uh, broke up my back all that kind of stuff and all that's captured on film
1: wow right? there yes. you go yeah so that's reality tv <laughs> that's reality tv so it all
5: came to play right so <laughs> right. so so there we were um, and and so the beautiful thing as I was, I was saying about the film is that um, after all said and done uh, my daughter, Amelia, has epilepsy, okay. and so a lot of my why of getting off that mountain after my Sherpa had left me, I ran out of oxygen, I was snow blind, I hadn't eaten in three days, Jeez. Um, I was the last guy on the mountain. I was looking around like, where is everybody? Right, Right. yeah. Um, it, it, it the my Part of that big why mm-hmm. was because my daughter, every single day, fighting the way she has fought yeah. to get myself back down that mountain and back home to see her my right. other daughter, Claudette. And that became, you know, just vitally important. I mean, I was on the edge. I mean, the edge of the edge of not, you know, coming back. Right. becoming another statistic up there. And, you know, somehow or another, I was able to get down, you know, That's because incredible. of the purpose and all that kind of stuff. And so the movie is up for an Emmy. Um, really proud of it. Um, and, again, it really hearts. And they do a good, good job of that. Yeah. They have really touching kind of the, the human emotion uh, part of it, not mm-hmm. just uh, like, hey, let's see how great this guy is. Right. Right? Because he's yeah. got a lot of flaws and my flaws that are in there that are highlighted. Yeah, and people, if they want it's, to, it's on NFL 360. And sometimes it can be hard to find. Uh, it's called Searching for the Summit, but um, I've got a big red button on my website, markpattisonnfl.com. It's so. Super easy. You just hit that, and you can watch it on your computer. Nice. And bring some tissue. Yeah, you might yeah, yeah. It.
1: I'm telling you, I'm not a big movie guy. Damon, who's back in the home studio, could tell you that. I'm not a big movie guy, but I'm in. I'm in. I'm already emotionally like, locked in. Yeah. You know, movie, like find your why and, and, and telling us what your why was. That's emotional, man. That's
5: that's special. I might give you a hug when we leave here. <laughs> <laughs> you, hey, you can do that.
1: I'm not Julie Romanowski, you know. <laughs> you might want to give her a hug, but, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll get, give you a hug too.
5: Yeah, get her back here.
1: <laughs> there you go. She'll <laughs> hang out. She hangs out with us all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, She's yeah. great She's, people. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this this is fantastic. I, I appreciate you sharing your story with us. I really do. Yeah. This is awesome. So tell them the website again.
5: Uh, Mark Patterson NFL. I'm all over uh, social. You Google. I mean, I'm up everywhere, uh, all over the place. Yeah. But, you know, I've a i have have a podcast called Finding Your Summit. I've had a lot of rados on there, there which you go. has been a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I've got a, a YouTube link which I the, the my one ask is just, uh, it won't cost you a penny, but just go and subscribe to that. You can find that through that for website. Sure. But if I get 1,000 subscribers, I'm out at, at almost 800, you start making money, and I'm going to take that money and pay it forward to um, Higher Ground, which is the charity that I support. Nice. Somalia, there Idaho. it is.
1: Subscribe. Make it happen. I like it. Mark Patterson here with us on Unnecessary Roughness Radio Nation Radio 920. Thank you so much time for your time, man. Your story is incredible.
5: Q, you the best. Appreciate you. All right, buddy. All right, my man. Thank you.
1: This is Raider Nation Radio 920. we got Pac-Man Jones coming up to kick off hour number two of the show from Radio Row.
0: There's a big game going on this Sunday in Los Angeles, California, and you can listen
1: to all the action starting.